Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Dom, not Tom. Matt Bradshaw. I should have called you Dominic. Nah, because if you call me Dominic, it's like I'm in trouble. You are in trouble. Well, I'm always in trouble. You're right. Uh, apologies for anything I do or say during this podcast that could get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and any previous podcasts. Or anything in my everyday life. Jesus, dude. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. pretty well covered everything. And things when I'm asleep. Oh, good. Oh. Because yeah. uh. there's everyday life and then every night life. <laughs> Those things are different. How's your week? Hmm. You just dance like a Muppet then? No, you no. danced like a Dom. Oh. A Domit. A Domit. A Gromit. Uh, how's your week? <laughs> uh, my, my, uh, good. Good? Yeah, Busy. I, I, no, I was more worried about your week. Oh, why are you worried? Well, not worried. Uh, c- uh, concerned with. What? No, not concerned with. <laughs> Why are you concerned? No, because I was more interested. Were you interested? No, because as um, because I'm privy to your. Oh, is that how you make it yellow? That is how you make it yellow. You're privy to my calendar. Yes. Did you film a music video this week? Yeah. Oh, huh. Monday night. Hey. Yeah. And I wormed sprocket. Pardon? W- wormed. Oh, and, I didn't bother. Flamed. I thought in the video. Flamed. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that kind of music video. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you do it. Well, that's how, how we you take his temperature. Yeah. <laughs> With your finger. Yeah. So I'm go go gadget thermostat. <laughs> go gadget spit roast. <laughs> um. Oh, I'll yes. tell you a story later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a dude. There were two of us involved, but... I mean, there were three of us involved, but we weren't all there at the same time. Go on. Oh, cripes. My mind can't even... You're bind moggled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How does one decipher such a thing? I might have to listen back a few times. Draw some pictures. Diagrams. I've got pictures. Make a flip book. I don't have pictures. <laughs> Come on. What How was you that? video... Going, go. I cried. Go. I cried all the way through it. Why? Because it was windy. <laughs> He's shoot the, the dude Richard was shooting me like um, face on, and the wind was blowing my eyes and tears rolling. I'm like, I'm not sure whether that's going to make it look good or um, ridiculous. We'll, we'll see. Well, you won't. You couldn't. Couldn't what? See. No. Um, so it was interesting. Where did you yeah. film it? Yeah, Avalon Beach, oh. so near my place. But it was this beautiful, beautiful day on Monday, and then the wind Beach. turned. Well, not really. It's more like Avalon, suddenly water. Pun? Pun? It's not really a beach. It's called Avalon Beach Road. You get there, and it's like, it's actually not really a beach. It's like water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of places I didn't know were beaches, though. Yeah. Altona Beach. 
Oh, that is a beach, though. Yeah, it's a yeah, genuine. It's a, it's a genuine actual beach. But yeah. I didn't really know it was a beach until our friend Andrew Gatenby has posted pictures from there. Oh yeah, it's quite lovely. Do you think it's because in my brain, Altona is the same as St Albans? Well, that would make sense because if you think Altona is the same as St Albans, which is nowhere near the water. Yeah. And but I think do, that's you, what... do you think St Albans is near the water because no. there's a place called St Kilda? No, no. I know St Albans <laughs> is very suburban, right, and uh, concrete, In- inlandy. Yeah, yeah. Inlandy. Yeah. Do you think? Do you do mean you Jackie think... inlandy? No. <laughs> do, you, um, do you think the Altona is that way because it is off just off the freeway? Like, there's the. I think you've already given it more credit than it deserves. Okay, you just think decided just it was somewhere else. So incredibly geographically challenged okay. that I mostly don't know where I am. Do you know? It's like the USB stick thing. You got a 50-50 chance of getting it right, but I get it wrong 86% of the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, the statistics are about whether or not I will go in the correct direction, if you're given a choice of two, is I reckon about 90-10. You could almost guarantee that if I walk one way, it's actually the other way. Okay. I'm fucking hopeless. Yeah, is that because you... Uh, to err on the side of your experiences, you get it wrong. So you discard your first impulse, nah. which is usually right. Nah, you just override it and then just go the wrong. No, no, no. You're you're giving it the um the law of um doing multiple equation tests, aren't you? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like just go with your first answer. You know, I don't second guess myself. I just head in the direction I think it is, and it's it's almost inevitably incorrect. Okay. So when I say I'm fucking, I've got a fucking hopeless direction, sense of direction (laughs) and direction. (laughs) One direction? (laughs) You've got one direction. Yeah. Well, that's what makes I've got a Swiss Army penis. That is what makes you beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a sign of the I have got really curly hair. Yes. Like, um, what's his name? Harry? Shearer? No, Harry Styles. Yes. Yeah. I love that you talked about hair and they mentioned Shearer. That's interesting. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because Harry Shearer is the Simpsons guy, isn't he? Well, he's the Spinal Tap guy. He's Derek Smalls. He's Derek Smalls. He's yeah. the bass player. He wrote this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do Stonehenge tonight at their gig? Oh, uh, we probably could. Oh, no. The we answer could... is no, we're not doing fucking Stonehenge. No, no, no. I was <laughs> actually considering doing a whole set of Spinal Tap songs. We could do Big Bottom. Boom, boom. Talking about mud flats, my babe's gone. <laughs> what a song. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, Couldn't so, do that these days. What? That kind of thing. Oh, you could. No, still Panther so. are still getting away with it. I mean, they're copying some stick, but they're still getting away with it. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that, though, are they? Because they've actually gone so far beyond their apps. I think what's interesting about Spinal Tap is that maybe at the time it was the version of Steel Panther, but I think they're... There was such subtle parody, whereas I think Seal Panther are just remarkably rude. Well, just way beyond serious. Whereas I think, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? They've they've like they've gone for the absolute absurd shock factor. I don't think I think Spinal Tap were very subtle, nuanced. Yeah, they were the Thinking Man's parody band. Well, I guess so. Hmm. Have you ever seen uh, Fear of a Black Hat? No. Um... Uh, no. It is the effectively uh, the, the spinal tap of rap. Yeah, 
yeah, and, and hip hop kind of thing. Very clever. And yeah. Very funny um, and uh, really risque. Because I'm not. Because I was never interested. So I remember when that film. I remember when Paul Shirley first told me about that film, and we were overseas. So twenty years ago. Yeah. Um. It was an early nineties, was it? I guess it must have been. Yeah. yeah cause, and he was always kind of into that. I guess Rap, the culture, art, yeah, 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 which I most definitely wasn't, yeah. especially then, and so, I mean not now, but especially then. Yeah. So, and I think I, I think maybe he tried to get me to watch it at some point. It just was all completely lost on me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, just, I, 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 it was really lost on me at the time, and and uh, watching bits of it more recently, I watched the whole thing again, but watching bits of it more recently then. Uh, Oh, your battery a bit flat. Apparently. Oh. Oh, the cameras went wobbly. Sorry, dude. That's all right. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's good. We'll uh, leave that on. It's been threatening that for a while. I got your battery the other day. Mm, I got a new battery just a little over two years ago, and this has been doing it since about two months in oh. and I rang the RACV who I noticed you gave massive kudos to the other day well the service was great and said this battery you gave me two or three months ago it's definitely not good and they said has it actually not started no it hasn't actually not started but it's clearly struggling mm. well when it doesn't start call us oh. so for two years it's been threatening to not start oh no okay there we go yeah, yeah so I just thought it was really, given the climate of people fucking whinging all the time on social media. I'm whinging about my battery. Well, not on social media, although this will be posted. So, <laughs> um, I just, I was just stunned. I was stunned that I had a problem, and yeah, I paid someone to come and sort it out, but it was like done. Like it was such a great service, and I thought, yeah. you, you understand, don't you, how the trade of money for goods and services works in the capitalist economy, don't you? Yeah, I do. But okay. here's, here's... Absolutely, I do. But here's the thing. Like, it was Sunday. It was it was a Sunday. And it came to where I didn't live or, like... Just, I was just stunned by it. And the, the conversation was, yeah, we'll have it sorted out for you in, within half an hour. And then someone showed up and did it. And, like... That's different to going somewhere and buying something. That's people coming to you. I was just blown away by it. And it was done. It was sorted out. It didn't interrupt my day at all. Whereas everything else you have to do interrupts your day. And usually takes twice as long as you plan because people are generally incompetent and ridiculous in their own places of work. That's a bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, I, like it. I was super impressed. And they were, they were friendly and lovely and um, wasn't... I think I so often when I go somewhere to spend my money, I feel like I'm a bit of an imposition on who I've walked in on. Like, hmm. you know, it's their place of work, and they're like, "Can I help, can I help you?" It's like, oh. hmm. like I don't think you really mean that. <laughs> I think you're like, "Can you get out of my way? Just buy the thing you want to buy and leave." <laughs> Where this was completely different. I was just, and I had a pro- like, I had a problem. I was worried. I was like, "Well, I, I want to sort out this thing." Because I'd had a flat battery the Sunday before and then jump-started it and all week's not a problem at all. Like, not even a mm. scary of an issue like with what just happened with your car, that no drama. But the following Sunday, a week later, the same thing happened. And I thought, well, I don't want to be 
in the Crown Car Park at 1am and have my car not start. So no, I really want to... No, you don't. I don't want to be in the Crown Car Park and my car won't start at 1 o'clock. Is that how it goes? First draft. Well, you know. Um, yeah, and so I was worried that that might be the case. And they alleviated my worry by coming to fix my problem for me. And I was appreciative. And boy, Are you an RACP member? No. Oh, I'd have to become a member. No. What? I didn't have to become a member. Really? Yeah, it would have been $15 cheaper if I was a member. But, you know, I had... A, well, I kind of looked at it like for the first... I've had the car for five... Now I'm amazed. <laughs> I had the car for five years and two weeks now. And uh, I think for the first five years you're covered by Kia Rosite Assist or whatever it is anyway. So I was like, well, there's no point in me getting RSCV. There might be point in me getting it now. Course it's five years old. For the last two weeks, I've been pushing back my RACV renewal due. This will be the night, won't it? <laughs> well, I'm parked right next to you, and I've got jumper leads in the car. Yay! Hey. That we bought in Perth. Oh, those ones! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Perth leads. So it's just, I don't know, I had a really good, it's really funny, just a couple of comments were, that I made the post, a couple of people being like full on smart arsey about it. It was like, hang on. You mean like, like I was? Just a moment ago. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think they're okay. <laughs> I know. I just think... People are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't read their comments, but I can't help thinking maybe they said something along the lines of, so hang on, <laughs> you rang a company that comes out and brings you a battery and they brought you a battery and put it in. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Does that make them dicks for saying that? No, well, our friend, our, our good friend Marie said, why don't you get the thing re- replaced during the week? And I didn't respond. It's like, hang on. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I read that one. It's like, hang it's on. Like... <laughs> who, who the fuck spends 250 bucks solving a problem that might have only been a problem once? Like, you might, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not probably, that comment's not the textbook ni- definition no, of someone being a dick. No, that's just being a That's a bit dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I might point out that this in the, our current climate of when you being, say you might, I might do you mean you might not going to oh, okay. uh, I might point out and I will point out that just because one thing someone does is can be described as that someone being a dick it doesn't mean that they are all the time every day and that one thing that they comment or say or behave defines their character 100% because I know in this this day and age Jesus well, I mean, someone Me says, too, Dom. oh, that person, well, that's my point. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, well, you just made it. Well, that's my point. Yeah. It's just because you say one thing doesn't mean it encapsulates how you feel about the entire no. the way the person lives. No, and you know, I mean, uh, on a more serious note, n- nor does something that we held to be true a decade ago define who we are now. Absolutely. We're allowed to change our minds about stuff. Cool, you're allowed to change mind whenever new information comes to light. Correct. And in fact, you should be open to that. But you understand, like, I mean, I'm talking, I mean, it, it oh, fucking happens in their daily lives all the time. In fact, it happened oh, just the to, other night. I used I to think Nirvana were awful and it smells like Teen Spirit was a piece of shit song and, like, you know, years later I go, actually, no, I can appreciate why people liked it. I couldn't wow. appreciate it at the time. Okay. Well, as an example. Yeah, okay. <laughs> By the way, that still didn't suggest that you've mollified your point of view on it. No, I certainly no. have. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I appreciate why people may have appreciated it, and I didn't yeah. back then. So I changed my <laughs> point of view okay. substantially. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. 
It's like that, you know, that thing that people say, like, if you believe this, then you're a moron. It's like, no, if you believe that, that's one thing that you believe. It doesn't mean that everything else about the way you live means you're an absolute fucking idiot. No, it just means that I... Do you think anyone I, means that when they say, if you think that, you're a moron? I, I do believe um, people act incredibly emotionally about things and... Um, and in the moment, they will say ridiculous things. And quite often, they never have to spend any more time thinking about that. But in the moment is often enough for the damage to be done. Um, and so, uh, I, and also, I don't think, I don't think those things would get said or typed or whatever it is face to face. Very, sure, very, 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 a group or something you are no no that's that's not me i don't identify with that so when i say it's allowed us to to lose our dignity i'm talking about in a kind of a global sense so obviously in the in the very same way that one douchey comment doesn't make the person a douche yeah yeah okay yeah okay hmm? Hmm? does that mean one douchey comment encapsulates society well, like, you know, because of the way uh, lots of people use a technology. It's like, well, that's... An, oh, well, I suppose that goes to the heart of me saying I think we've lost our way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it depends where you look, you know. I mean... Well, I, it's it's interesting because cause about that. It's like, because uh, as much as that can be... can that can be true from a certain point of view. You could also say, well, um, it only it only accounts for that thing there in that context. And when you, and it's like when you actually put people in their real life mm. um, with other people, then people don't behave that way. And mm. I find that really interesting that we kind of, um, uh, I think people have always lived double, triple, quadruple lives. Um, and the interesting thing about uh, online personas is that they're double lives that are uh, um, are out in the open, in a way. Yeah. Which is really odd about it. So, like those. I mean, I think it encapsulates what you said about that. You know, like. Uh, yeah. Um, the and of course for that double life to then make its presence felt in the world and then by virtue of social media by its very definition that comment that someone makes then being allowed to be commented on in response to that the umbrage that the first person often feels is fucking remarkable to me like you've just you've just put forward this uh, obviously inflammatory point of view and then that you're quite right that quite possibly is the sort of thing you wouldn't say in a uh, a one-on-one conversation or a face-to-face conversation but people are very quick to then defend their 
<clears throat> well, I was going to say indefensible point of view. It's not indefensible to them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I, I think I do. Um, I find it really, I feel I find it really fascinating. But about how um, it seems to be the the old kind of thing that you heard when you, you know, the, you know, my mum used to say, "If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it." Right? And there's, I don't necessarily believe that that is something that you should live by as an adult but to extend it from you don't have anything nice to say don't say it but if you haven't considered what you're saying and you're not prepared and you're not prepared to consider other things and then modify it back to what Mm. you mentioned five minutes ago then don't say it because you'll you'll end up defending an indefensible point of view because if you're not prepared um, and if you this interesting thing about um, being prepared to express yourself then like almost all interactions with other people are in like the individual situations and they're nuanced and and if you aren't prepared to kind of let that thing become something that grows and evolves like you know you make a statement and someone disagrees and then you both respectfully explore that idea and then probably what will happen is both of you will you know, modify it either significantly or you know um, or even just a little bit because you, you, you don't stay the well, same as you were. at the very least come to an understanding of what the other person is <sighs> perhaps even actually saying. Yeah, yeah. Well that's, that's the one thing that's really really powerful about that is um, about when you say something and, and you watch, you can actually watch people respond to what you've said and just go ah you didn't hear what I said you interpreted it and you made it something else because I didn't say that because there's no way what I said could elicit that response but I can see you know you can see how that can and that happens all the time mm, not to me it's happened to you well it, Interesting. it happens all the time particularly when you watch when you um, you no. watch people have conversations and go, so what you're trying to say is this it's like uh, no no I'm not trying to say that so what you're saying is that no well, that, but okay, I'd suggest that if someone, if if that's someone's response to something that's been said, that they're actually trying to cla- clarify what it is that's been said. Yeah, well, like possibly. That's, that's a questioning kind of thing. Possibly, it? but it, it's also, it, I mean, it also depends on what that person's motivation is. It's like, are you trying to seek <laughs> seek clarification, or are you trying to put words into someone's? Ma- ma- oh yeah, okay. Because it's a, okay. it's very much a. It's very much a tactic in order to justify your response. It's like, well, you're just saying that. It's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not just saying that, and I didn't say it. Like, I said this, and you've turned it into that, and that's not the same thing. Mm. That's common. Is it? Yeah, I believe. I okay. believe so. Interesting. We need to have a look at. Ah. <laughs> 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 Hi. Hey. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Are we close to having to push now? We're good. Um, How many times have you asked that in your life? <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> wow! Twelve times. <laughs> yeah. That's quite an answer. Yeah. That's very. Hmm. Yeah. Um, when I was at school, I might have. We might have very briefly touched on this in the past. When I was at school, I had a teacher who told me that I didn't need to learn my eleven and twelve times tables because everything was decimal now. When were you born, Matt? The 40s. But anyway. Yeah. Wow. I know. How's that? Because everything was decimal now. Yeah. 
So you only had to do everything in multiple of tens? Wow. Did your history teacher take you for any other subjects other than mathematics? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. One person ever in my life I've ever heard say anything like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so 12, you say? I don't even know what that integer is. I stopped at 10. I find it really funny like when people say, like, they make statements and they'll say, I can't believe I had to learn things like algebra. Like, you know, I never use them in my in my everyday life and you just kind of want to I just want to shake people and go it's, of course you do of course of, of course you're the practically everything you you interact with um, is designed no everything you interact with is designed or explainable through mathematics and interestingly they teach that to you because they actually don't know which one of the hundred people in your year level will go on to study mathematics and therefore become useful in engineering stuff that gets produced for the next so like you have to learn it in order to see if you're going to be the person who becomes some kind of inventor slash designer that's why you learn <coughs> the only thing i've used it for is tangents <laughs> well explain our conversations mathematically yeah. and i bet you could maybe not you i bet i bet someone adept uh, with uh, greater skills than us in mathematics could explain our conversation He said you, and then he said us. Well, that was a but collective. You. It was a collective you. It was a flock of yous. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, it's so, it's like people just go, well, um, they, just, they just, did you say wool? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I you just see the thing right in front of them and don't understand that the world exists beyond them. What about the idea that um, as a student you should feel free to leave school whenever you think it's redundant for you? Uh, um, I think that should be at what age? At any age? I'd, yeah, any age. Any age. Um, that's a very interesting question. Uh, I think you should be able to present your case. Mm-hmm and have it reviewed at regular intervals. And so I think it's quite reasonable that some people are remarkably uh, focused or gifted or intelligent and can contribute um, and look so after themselves that, in, in other ways. there'd be some sort of criteria? <clears throat> yeah, I think by so. Which, like if you presented a case, like like essentially, well, so if you're not going to go to school, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. These, these are my strengths and this is what I... So you need a plan. I think you need a plan. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just dropping out. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't. Uh, I wonder what if what if the plan was well, I'm just going to go and get a job because I just want to earn some money. I'm 13 years old. I've had a gutful. I want to buy an Xbox. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, that would. I know make... I'm throwing questions no, without notice at you. No, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm no, interested. That's, cool. that's interesting because. Um, I hope so. Because a thirteen-year thirteen-year-olds aren't the same. Like you know, thirteen-year-olds mm. exist on a, a very broad uh, plane of maturity and skill level, and even uh, physical maturity. So mm. you can like you know some some thirteen-year-old you know women are women, and some thirteen-year-old uh, boys are almost men. You know, as as in the sense of like how they're put together. And some men, 13-year-old boys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hang on a sec. What are we doing? We're going to do this one. Yeah, that. Um, 
so and there's the issue with that you have is like oh cool if you're 13 and you you can go get a job and you can be you can be um, you can support yourself or you can contribute some way to wherever you live then sure that makes a lot of sense but then are you allowed to vote do you pay tax like how does the how does the country see you as um, someone contributing so it's interesting um, I I think it would be uh, what alarm's that that's the uh, alarm to push the button. Ah. Oh. 29 minutes. Um, yeah, I, th- I do think there would... I think there should be something in place where you could present your own... Hmm. Um, yeah. Your argument. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's good. And I think it was inter- that's interesting about giving um, people that option. Uh, you know, I say children, but y- young people, that option is then... Um, you give them that option and they get to kind of investigate what that means and kind of incident I, I mean by going through that process I assume they would mature and if you did that every like every year like imagine you got some 13 then 14 and 15 year old to consider at the end of every year of school year like what you want to do or even halfway through each year yep like where you're at what's your plan I mean we get we probably go back to a time like when my dad was 15 and decided to become an apprentice at 16 and and he you know they got tested you know they did their IQ testing and stuff like that and they said well you've got your option to do this this or this and you can go off and he said well no I don't want to do that I don't hmm. want to stay in school I'm going to go and get an apprenticeship as a chemist because <coughs> that's more interesting to me um, I don't remember anyone ever having conversations like that with nah. me when I was going through school and and with all it's feel it, it's like the 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 formalized test testing and exam procedure is where it started and finished. Yeah. You do your lessons. You learn your stuff. You see how you go in exam situation. Then they give you a score. Yeah. Thank you. And with all uh, due respect to anyone who may be in that line of work right now, I'm not sure that it's a reasonable thing for someone who is a careers counsellor in a high school to be giving advice to. Um, young people about what fu- what their future might be. No, no, no. But the thing you're suggesting is that the onus is put back very much on the individual as to this is where you see this is where we see you're at because obviously all that stuff. I mean, school is school. That stuff is in place. There are tests. There are exams. You, you see where you sit on the curve and all that sort of stuff. But to have a conversation with the individual and say, where do you see things are at? Well, like, what are you, what are you thinking? It seems even, quite obvious. But even that, like, I find interesting. It's like, you know, the, what we know about, um, what we know about the maturity of the body and the brain and all that kind of stuff. We know that schools are ridiculous. We know that schools are a ridiculous place for for a boy of thirteen to fifteen. Like, as far as like, it's a ridiculous place of like, uh, for the majority of them because they need physical stimulation, well, far more than they need like to be sitting down and doing a history lesson it's like or algebra that they never use but but even that like you know they, there's there's so many studies that say you can send you can send a 13 to 15 year old boy like away from school for two years right and, and stimulate them with things that interest them right and then 
you can bring them back into that environment and they don't skip a beat as far as like their, their intellectual development goes because if they're interested in things their brain develops in the way that it needs to develop but if you put them in a school and you put them in things that don't interest them right then they get stunted and they get frustrated and grumpy and like like that's why there's all these teenage boys who are fucking pains in the ass at schools because they this environment's not good for them mm. like you know for good for their and that can be assessed through you know personality as well as like a bunch of other stuff it's like that's why you know sports really really good for for teenagers because it gets them running around like that you know they, their brain needs that physical exercise yeah. to grow there's lots and lots of stuff where i mean i think school tries really hard like well like most things do they try really hard to just be a catch-all catch-all thing of course. But the problem with being a catch-all thing is it really doesn't you know help everyone to the full extent so yeah i don't know maybe that um idea of uh, do you think as a society we value teachers enough that's a really hard question to answer the problem or well, i think there's a a bigger problem is that generationally like for example my generation and maybe older and certainly seems like slightly younger is that we've all we all tend to talk about our experience in school as being negative and even our educational experience of like that didn't serve me and my personality or my career prospects right so it's hard to value teachers if our memory of school was that it was unvaluable that makes sense yeah so it's I don't know whether we're I don't know whether it's easy to separate what we think of whether teachers are valuable might be hard for you to answer as non-parent as well yeah but there's I mean even that I mean plenty of parents that don't care about the kids education you know they get kids well there are plenty there are I mean you'd assume that most most people who are parents care about the kids education but there's lots of parents to give a fuck about the kids. You'd assume most people would, but they, like everything, they fall on a scale of, I really care, I care a little bit, I didn't value my own education, so I'm happy for them to drop out and be, become an apprentice. Like, oh it's, it's, a, it's a, a vast gamut of things. And so, and there are some people that, like, overvalue it. Like, and overvalue it to the point where they go, they they ignore their kids' personality and they put the value of education based on their idea of education. So, like, some people some people want their kids to be, you know, a this or a that and they want them to go to university and that, but, you know, they're ignoring the fact that that doesn't suit that kid. Mm-hmm. And then others kind of go, well, like, I would love my kid to be like that, but they're not like that, so I want to encourage them to be what they, what they want to be and maybe what they need is something else. It's, I mean, you're right, I'm not a parent and that's really, really hard to do, but... Um, I do think it's really hard to value, to have an idea of whether something's um, of, whether a career or a job is of value when we look back on our experience and go, oh, I, I didn't get a lot out of that. Mm. Um, I mean, I had some really wonderful teachers. Yeah, you've said. Um, and I had some shitty teachers, and I think we all have that, but I, I, I just think the education system doesn't serve a lot of people. Is it like Winston Churchill said about democracy? I don't know. Yeah. This is what is the best option we've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but even that, I mean, like, you know, is... I mean, the fact that so much of our 
decisions about our education system are made by people who don't educate. They're made by gov you know governments and things like that. It's like well, I mean they're the ones that are allocating the budgets, but even that concept as well. It's like and oh that. Yes. So, you know, standardised testing is really, really helpful, but it doesn't account for all the variables. Um, it doesn't account for personality, and it also, like, it doesn't account for what what do you want to create? What kind of person do you want to educate? What kind of person do you want to educate? What kind of um, world are you sending people out to work in? It's very complex, and certainly at the moment, the way technology changes the face of you know work life. I think we go back to that thing about like you know why do they teach us algebra? And it's like well you go, you don't know someone's going to have to learn it because you're going to have to use it. You just don't know which one of those kids is going to go on to study, you know, nuclear physics. But if they are, you've got to teach them. I'm thinking <laughs> about doing that. You probably could. You're a very intelli intelligent man. Thank you. But a lot of things about you know intelligence. That's the third nicest thing anyone said to me today. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. good talk. <laughs> no, good talk. Should we go to work now? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna drive my car around the block for the next ten minutes. Charge the battery. Oh. <laughs> I've got chocolate. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm not really yeah. worried. I've got woolly jumper leads. Oh, I'm a bit. <laughs> Yeah, they weren't expensive. They were cheap. I couldn't get there. Thanks. Thanks for talking me through that. That's right. Mm. Uh, Rebel opens next week. Yeah. What on the Wednesday? On the Wednesday night. Are we coming? Uh, I haven't got tickets yet, but I will. Do I need you? to do something about that so that you don't no, have to? No, I'll do it. Yeah. No, no. I just, I, I. It's, it's. I didn't forget today. It, uh, there was no opportunity for me to do it today. But yeah, yeah. It's. I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. Cool. Uh, I'm not actually going into rehearsal tomorrow. I'm still putting together bits and pieces at home. So all day Friday we'll rehearse and then, uh, yeah. Great. Be in the space next week. So we actually get to try all the stuff out that we're doing. Where is it at? Melba Spiegel Tent. Oh, cool. In Collingwood? In Collingwood. Yeah, the one we went to, the same we went to see the acrobatics thing six yes. months ago. Yes. Yes. Um, after Dark Theatre. Yes. What was the name of the show though? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Yep, no, I can't get it. Okay. <laughs> that was about to be to protracted us. dead air then. Okay. Um, yeah, so there you go. I'm looking forward to that. Rebel is a show about, uh, based around David Bowie's music that Matt is musically directing mm. and putting together the arrangements for mm. and stuff like that. Mm. And there will be uh, acrobats that also perform the music. I made myself cry last night with oh. one of the things I put together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it was the singer, Stu. It was his suggestion as to like a a, um, a, a prefix to one of the tracks. And yeah. And you liked it. Yeah. Good. It's, yeah, it's good. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think so. And it, yeah. I reckon I'm going to have plenty of those moments in February. In February? Yeah, when I'm recording my album. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> I can blow wind in your face if that helps. Yeah, well, that would be better than alternatives. Um, what? I don't get it. No. Often enough. What? Oh, if you've if you're listening to this, um, 
go to www.getyournameonthiscd.com. It works. Um, mostly. Some people are having trouble pledging. Are they? Yeah, when they get through the thing and it doesn't go to the last page. But oh, true. most people who uh, have pledged uh, obviously did get through <laughs> as they yeah. pledged. The last page is yeah. weird with the pledging blah, 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 or more, $80 or more, no, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. part of the reason I chose the experience I did was I, I wanted that experience. Yeah. But I was quite happy to give you more. But I didn't want the thing that was more. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because you can... So it implies... Yeah, you, you get can, all those buttons at the end and it implies you can give more, but you click on the button and it shows you what the experience is for that amount. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Um, those those things they're they're still getting better at that kind of stuff yeah yeah the infrastructure stuff that's fine yeah yeah uh, so far so good so far so good yeah you're on target yeah uh, as Joan Armour Trading would say was she I thought it'd be uh, I'm right on target uh, my mystery red leader stay on target stay on target Star that's Wars. not Joan Armour Trading Ad what? Adam <laughs> trading. That's how I pronounce her name. Gosh, that's Indigenous up. Australian trading. Yeah, yeah. Arnhem trading. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Tired now. All right. Slider biscuits. Tim Tams. <gasps> what about them? I fucking love them. They're better than Slider biscuits. Fuck yeah, they are. Yeah, but I mean, there's no pun. Yeah. No. No. Tim Tam, you later. <laughs> <laughs> Hobnob, you later. Chocolate covered hobnobs. Do you know those? McVitie's what? hobnobs. Oh, no. they're like English biscuits. Yeah, no, fuck it. No, no. They're all no, they're all yeah. bitty. Yeah, they're oaty. Yeah, but not in a, a good Anzac. Yeah, no, not in a good fucking Aussie way. New Zealand, Aussie, New Zealand way. Anzac biscuits. No, no, they're bitty. It's like they've got um hay in them. No, because they're McVitie. English. McVitie, not McBitty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't, no. Oats are one thing. Hay's quite another. I don't want straw in my biscuits. <laughs> well, you know, they're all, it's all horse food. Correct. I don't want it. Why? You're vegetarian. Yeah, yeah but I don't want lucerne in my <laughs> cookies. You don't want lucerne. No. But hay and oats is good. All right, bye. You mean, whoa, here she comes. Hay and oats. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>